0: Welcome to episode 5 of Sports McGuffins. We're here to talk about all the latest in college football, Tiger coming up short, Isaiah Thomas talking some smack, and a lot more, and maybe even some eSports if we feel like it. Corey's the man in the field, on his couch, talking about eSports. I am Nick, and today I am joined, of course, by Corey. Oh, hi. And I'm joined by (laughs) (laughs) Daryl. Welcome, everybody. And John joins us today as well. Hi. John's the token doesn't know jack about
1: sports guy. I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't>. Oh. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> also, you caught me a little off guard because I'm pretty sure you usually introduce Daryl first, so I'm I was confused. don't know. I was just
0: kind of jumping around. I was like, wait, time. he
2: said my name. Shit. It's okay. We're
0: just. Oh, uh... You uh, said my name. Uh, boop, boop, How boop, good are uh, you uh, at uh... editing this? oh it's gonna be there's bad. no editing it's fine. there's a little editing only if, uh, uh, if we if you say something really offensive and you ask me to take it out i take it out uh, so that's what I we call never ask of you a of little that. magic behind the curtain i've removed some stuff i've said not a lot no. just a just a couple of things i didn't even know that was an option so yeah oh well now you know uh <laughs> five episodes in thanks yeah. buddy hey man you never asked <laughs> So, I don't say offensive things, Nick. Mm-hmm, okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> so I want to get to the college football stuff here in just a second, and uh, we're also answering a couple of questions that people sent along, but John uh, is joining us for the first time, and he'll, watch, he'll sit and watch sports with us, but I thought it'd be kind of cool, because this is the podcast where... You know, we talk sports for all levels of sports fandom, and that includes people who may not be huge fans of sports, and so I want to have the voice of the person who may not know as much or may not care as much to be like, oh, hey, why is this important
3: or whatever? So, uh, yeah. I want I I to give John. you a voice. I remember going to John's Super Bowl party uh, with his sister and our other friend named John, and I was the only one who actually, you know, followed the NFL and... uh Which Super Bowl was that? That was when the oh, that was a couple years ago. That was when Atlanta blew the lead against the Patriots. Oh, that was when Atlanta
0: blew it. Oh yeah, I missed that party.
3: I was sad about that.
0: Yeah, I missed it too. In fact, I only saw your house uh, fairly recently. I feel like.
3: (laughs) And I and I bought like a big tray of coconut shrimp, but there was only three other people, people? so I ended up eating most of the shrimp. That's a lot of
1: shrimp. Uh, it was just the excuse <laughs> to put up sports on the projector. I mean, you get a projector, you gotta play sports. That's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, even though uh, I, I don't really care about them. <laughs> even
2: though since that time, I've never been invited to your house to watch sports ever again.
1: Well, there's also a funny story where the uh, cable guy stopped by, saw the projector, and was telling Sarah, oh man, your man's gonna love this sports package. And uh, she's like, oh, well, he doesn't like sports. It's like, no, 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 no. You're just trying to get rid of me. Your man's going to
3: love this sports package. <laughs> As he said, he gesticulating did. towards... He had yeah. no
2: <laughs> idea who he was
1: talking to. As Sarah's the one that cares
0: about sports. Well, you God, know, it's that. nice to be able to have a little bit of a link to the sports world. But a quick update. I survived my Camp Gladiator boot camp workout that was Saturday morning. We're recording this Sunday evening. Um, my... Legs hurt like hell. I've never done that many squats, and my butt is pretty tight right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Speaking of edits, uh, yeah, sure. let's mark that time code. No, I'm just kidding. I'll leave that. That's not that bad. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I have a full story on that available on my Twitch site if you want to follow up on that. I'll even link it because it's kind of a funny story. So... Let's get into what the hell is happening with college football, and guys, uh, the Ohio State thing, not a lot new on the Urban Meyer front, other than the 14 days is now down to about seven or eight. Uh, the investigation committee is going to be visiting with Zach Smith later this week, uh, or uh, within the next couple of days, I believe, so... Uh, We'll see if any more information comes to light. There is a little bit of a break in that story. We'll get to that in just a second. But we want to start with another one that has come out recently about Maryland. And this is actually a story I hadn't heard much about. And I was really surprised I hadn't heard a lot about it. Considering that a football player, a 19-year-old football player, had died after, uh, I believe it was from heat exhaustion. He was, he, they ended up, yeah. I guess they ended up having volunteer, voluntary workouts, uh, where the players, I mean, they basically have to be there, let's be honest. But players are there and they ended up, uh, doing a whole bunch of running drills. And this kid was out there running and he was having trouble finishing them on his own. And I guess they ended up making him finish the majority of these workouts. And then the training staff treats him. And then they have to call for an ambulance because he's in, he's having a seizure. And when by the time he gets to the hospital, the guy has a temperature of 106 degrees, which is way above what the human average should be. Mm-hmm. And so he goes on to pass away. And I think a lot of people at the time thought it might just be this tragic accident. You know, sometimes it happens uh, in football. And more we live in Texas, so. It's something you expect more to happen down here. But it turns out that the coach had been working the kids pretty hard, and he he said that, oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. The, the coach's name is DJ Durkin, and he's been placed on administrative leave now as uh, investigations are going on into this. But apparently he'd been running them into the ground in this type of workout. Once uh, the student had passed away, his name, he was an offensive lineman. His name is Jordan McNair. Um, again, 19-year-old uh, offensive lineman. And so he passes away, and then the coach decides to kind of ease back on some of these workouts for the rest of the summer, and then apparently they reported again uh, a few weeks ago in early August, and then uh, apparently the workouts have gone back to this extreme level. And then there's been reports of them doing these excessive ...style of workouts, and uh, I believe he's also being, like, there's been bullying from the coaches, like, oh, you can't finish this kind of thing, and also them just, uh, a culture of bullying, uh, continuing toxic coaching culture... Um, intimidation, humiliation, verbal abuse that creates a culture of fear for the students. Sources also reveal allegations of unhealthy eating habits and using food punitively against the players. These are all things that have come out within the past week. So this coach is placed on administrative leave. A couple of other coaches are placed on administrative leave. And I believe the AD has also been placed on administrative leave.
3: I don't think so. I think it's no. the head of training. Okay, the head of
0: training has also been placed on administrative leave.
3: Because the, the athletic director is new. That's right, yes. I'm sorry. That's correct. Because I think he's been an interim since April. He was just recently made the full-time mm-hmm. AD. Yeah.
0: So they've they've hired an outside consulting uh, group, much like Ohio State did, to investigate this. But this is a terrible matter. And that a kid has already died from this. What the hell is going on in these schools? I don't even know what to think of anymore, to be honest with you. has It's come to the point where coaches, and in some cases at these universities, they're just there to try to hide stuff, make their university look good, and make their university money. And it's become a huge problem. This is stuff
3: that we've seen a lot more of lately, Daryl, go ahead, oh yeah, like we were talking uh last week when we were talking about uh urban Meyer uh, a lot of these coaches they just they just think that they are they're it like they're the law in their own little fiefdom <laughs> at their universities and in their departments, and they just they just don't think that they have to answer to anything other than themselves since they're since they're the revenue sport.
2: Yeah, they definitely consider themselves the authority over everything, and winning is everything, basically. So they can do whatever they want.
0: Yeah, the athletic director is named Damon Evans, and he's the so I am want to clarify what I said earlier, has placed head football coach DJ Durkin on administrative leave while this comprehensive exam, uh, examination is uh, ongoing. So AD is the one who called for it. So you got to admire a guy who probably just stepped into this position, is in a tight spot who's willing to go and look into this. Because I feel like, in some instances, guys, I don't want to say wouldn't put their necks out there for something like this, but this is important. This is something I need to get right. This is something that can't continue to happen, especially if it's something that is affecting other kids still.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, it's uh, just... Also, it like affects your uh, recruiting. It affects your morale. I mean, you know, I mean, having a player die obviously definitely yeah. is against your morale. But you know, why would people trust you? Like, they're sending you their kids. You know, because like this, the the player in question was 19 years old, just a year removed out of high school.
0: He has his whole life ahead yeah. of him.
3: And they're and they're just running these kids in the ground, and not because it makes them stronger. I mean, you can only push yourself so far. And uh, this uh, Jordan McNair, when he, uh, according to the students or uh, student athletes that were there, uh, like that, so they were doing a hundred and ten yard sprints, and one hundred and ten yards. As you don't know, that's the complete length of a football field, uh, including one end zone.
0: Right, one end zone.
3: And uh he was doing it and like the they they were saying that for the last one he he was already struggling through the ninth uh sprint and then on the tenth sprint he was like fainted. He was his neck he couldn't even hold up his own head. His neck was dangling back, and one of the coaches, I can't remember if it was a strength and distance coach or it was the head of the training staff. Uh, said to, quote, drag his ass across the field. And they had two of the trainers put him up on his shoulders and carry him around to walk off a heat stroke. Jesus.
0: I guess that's going to happen.
3: Which is not at all what you're supposed to do.
0: No, you're supposed to immediately get this guy into the shade, a cooler spot, and, like, get him cooled down. Even if
3: you have to pour water on his... His neck or his head, and this is a this is a Power Five school. They have all the facilities for doing this stuff. They have ice baths. They have all these things, and they chose not to do it. And what, the uh, the family is lawyered up here, uh, Jordan McNair's family, and their lawyers have done you know preliminary investigation before they you know consider what charges and things to bring. All right. They, and. Uh, yeah, they
0: are. And so just to just to clarify real quick, a big they are a power five conference team. Like you said, they're part of the Big Ten. Um, they, are, so these are one of the conferences that really vie for championship positioning every single year and to get into the playoff. <clears throat> so that's one of these schools that belongs to a big time powerful conference. Meaning that there's plenty of revenue to be shared among these. And like Daryl said, they definitely have the people in place and the facilities in place to take care of their student
3: athletes. But again, they were trying to and it's not even it's not even training. Like yeah, you know, Nick, you, you did a intense workout mm-hmm. this past uh, Saturday. Yeah. You know, there's a certain point where it doesn't or it's not helping you. There's a certain point where it's just hurting you. No, I reached can't. a point
0: where I just was like, I I can't do anymore, and it's not going to do me any good if I throw <clears> up and keep going. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it easy on this last little bit, and then I'll push myself at the end. But I'm not going to force myself to the point where I'm gonna pass out.
2: Well, that's it's a little different for football players. It's I'm absolutely sure. different. They don't get the benefit of that. They, they get don't. yelled at and screamed at. And yeah, this is certainly the case here. Multiple things like just horrible things you know told them if you
1: ever yeah that, like you know and but not... i mean it makes you wonder with like even in high school football you still had health athletic trainers that are on the field with the coach watching you because that's how we mitigate it in high school is you have high school students that their whole entire purpose is to watch everyone else and see if they're stumbling see if they're fatigued if their times drop off they know you're average so they know when you're really sucking wind you know And it's not like, uh, I mean, it's college at that point. So it's not like these are kids that are lazy or just in it for their parents. It's like, no, this is this is someone who's trying to actively engage in the sport. You know, they're taking their training seriously because they're obviously at this volunteer session, volunteer in quotes. But, you know, where's the where's the rest of the health staff that's monitoring that? You know, they're probably there, but they're
0: probably, again, under the thumb of this coach who's like being a being an asshole in this case and just to just so you know uh there's several people who have been placed on administrative leave the coach dj durkin is one of them uh athletic trainer wes robinson and the director of athletic training steve nordwall Um, uh that's the other person yes those two were placed on leave also rick court who's maryland's assistant athletics director for sports performance he was placed on uh administrative leave on saturday Uh, The other two being placed on Friday, and before that was Durkin, the coach. So, a lot of people are under investigation, and it's a damn shame that it it only can happen after some horrible tragedy happens, and I hate that this podcast has to have moments where we talk about this stuff, because it is just ridiculous that a kid who's got his whole life ahead of him, his football playing career ahead of him, and, and forget football even, you know, just everything else all the experiences i mean i'm only 30 and i feel like i'm still i still don't know a lot about life and that i have a lot to experience still and this kid doesn't get to see that now
3: he doesn't get to experience it for himself so yeah because his coach wants because his coach wants everyone all his players to be afraid of him yeah he's just trying to
0: toughen them up in his eyes to the point where they can compete in this big 10 conference because it's about winning and it's about money and it's about it's about the wins
3: at a certain point you know as and i know cory loves uh stoic philosophy yeah, um, totally my favorite <laughs> thanks but they, they, like these coaches these hardline coaches and we had will muschamp former UT defensive uh did you hear what will muschamp said about this nick i saw the report earlier but i didn't get to read the exact quote yeah he called the he called the unnamed sources he went instead of actually addressing the issue of uh this kinds of coaching mindset he went after the unsourced reports and like completely missing the entire point of the
0: (laughs) of the whole
3: story I saw sounds uh, like another coach would do <laughs> I found
0: a really relevant tweet uh by someone who's uh who's a reporter here in town his name's Alex loeb and he goes and this is exactly why people don't name their sources it's mm-hmm. because they might face a lot of uh, di- i don't want to say discrimination but they might face a lot of of people looking at them a certain way and judging them for coming out and doing this. Like, oh, yeah. how dare you go and put your coach in this position? How dare you turn your back on your team? But it's not. This is this is taking care of your teammates in this case.
3: It's take oh. care of yourself. You have the right as a human being to be treated like a human being. And the way that this coach was treating people, making uh, players eat to the point of throwing up, mocking injured players on his team... You have to defend your own humanity in these sort of situations. Because if you don't, these coaches are so insulated in their own little bubble that they, they don't even see these things. They, these ideas don't even cross their mind that they're doing these bad things. In their mind, I'm toughening up. I'm making a strong football player. And you just got to stand up. And sometimes it, heart, it hurts. And sometimes you end up getting hurt. Because even if you transfer to another school, like, oh, he ratted out his previous coach. He's a he's a bad apple. Even though you're doing the right thing, sometimes you just got to do the right thing and just live with it. And oh yeah, and it's it's definitely a door closed for that source if they hadn't been anonymous.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah. especially so. if they're still
3: on the team. Mm-hmm.
0: This is why they remain anonymous. And honestly, Daryl, to your point, there's something that I learned a long time ago, and it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with: is that sometimes you got to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot right. of people out there don't want to they they have this mindset of not letting others down or they don't want to let their friends down they don't want to let uh, they don't want to disappoint others and sometimes you just for your own benefit your own well being you have to do that and obviously when I say that I'm talking about stupid stuff that applies to me you know certain after work activities getting together for whatever you know sometimes you just have to decompress and do good for yourself in this case this is way different this is so accelerated beyond that that the guys who came forward should honestly be cheered for what Mm -hmm. for coming out and telling people about this because honestly does this i know the kid died and that that brought a lot of attention to it but do they go to this extent without this information and yeah. we just don't know that's that's the thing so many Maryland, times stuff gets swept under the rug i'm sorry go yeah.
3: ahead and Mar- like like just yeah just on your point like marilyn said oh we're really we're really intense uh we're really in you know we're going to go after this information figure out what happened you know it took them a month after the player died to hire an investigator who's a trainer former trainer i think at appalachian state yeah. And then they started uh, questioning, you know, uh, interviewing players like two weeks before they were supposed to come back. So they, the players had to come back early. And the players were saying that they had to sign up to talk to the investigators in front of the coach's office it while the coach like, is still there. Yeah, it sounds a lot like some
0: level of intimidation. Oh, yeah. Um, so here's the other crazy thing, right? Today, like I said, we're recording this on August 12th, right? McNair died on June 13th. It's been two months. And we're just now seeing people being put on paid administrative leave. We're just now seeing this. I admire the school, and I admire the AD who was put in a tough position to come out and do something like this. And I'm glad that they did. Uh, It's just... You wish that it had happened sooner, that there had been some way to stop it. And
3: um, there was a similar incident, I believe. Uh, was it this year or the year before? It was it in Oregon, where oh, uh, yeah. where there was the the uh, players were uh, doing their training, doing their uh, strength and conditioning, and they were actually urinating blood. Oh, that's
0: right. I forgot about cause, that story.
3: Because they were oh. so overworked that their kidneys Kidneys were were breaking down yeah Yeah.
0: um jesus it's just so it's just too prominent yes john go ahead as a non-sports guy question Mm -hmm. who's actually
1: running the investigation Uh, okay
0: so it's done it's being done by a group i believe uh let me see here okay so by the university
1: it's uh, being investigated by
0: group. Rod Walters, a university-hired former long-time collegiate athletic trainer. So he is yes, no... the university
1: is the one that's currently investigating.
0: No, it's someone that's hired by the university. He has no affiliation with Maryland. But yeah, Maryland
1: was... hired him. Yes. Yes. To do in an independent. Yes. Which is interesting ind- because, yeah. uh, you know, as a non-sports guy, where's the NCAA sitting with this? Like... These are student athletes. Shouldn't NCAA have its own escalation, independent of any university body, to look into something like this? That's a great question.
0: Um, oftentimes they, into, they like, wait until school stuff? they yeah. oftentimes they wait until results come in from something like this. They'll allow a school to do its own digging to a certain extent, and then they'll come in with something if a school is deemed unworthy. Or, like, needing of some kind of further, like, if a school is able to handle this business and take care of the problem internally, sometimes the NCAA will let something like this go. But in instances where it's deemed to be, like, like the entire, let's say that the entire staff, the president, it goes up to the president, it goes to the AD's office and everything, then it's, like, a complete institutional uh, failure, and at that point the NCAA will often step in and administer a punishment. But, yes, you're right. I feel like there should be uh,
1: someone, at least from there, who is doing something. Uh, Just an even an independent auditor or something like that from the NCAA. Because I yeah. get it. You got an outside counsel doing this investigation. But, I mean, come on. They have freaking scouts and everything else from other universities that are unaffiliated. Do you think there would be a a, a system for this?
3: No. that's it's actually like, an uh, interesting idea because you know the ncaa loves to uh, you know come after athletes for uh improprieties with mm-hmm. uh, amateurism rules but and they always talk about oh it's all about the student athletes all about the student athletes well a student athlete is dead yeah. several other athletes were endangered uh, other athletes were humiliated embarrassed driven away you know, if they care about the student-athletes, why aren't they getting involved when it's student-athletes' health on the line?
0: I, but, I mean, feel like the NCAA is mostly worried about money. Yeah, they usually only just dole out
2: punishments to schools for fucking up or whatever. Yeah. The, they don't
0: really, uh, yeah, they let them do their own investigation I mean, all the time. There's yeah. been talk for a long time about how the NCAA is kind of broken and the sense of, like, the money is more important than the player. And I think it's not just a problem with these institutions. It's, like, been driven into the entire business itself. I mean, think about it. These are people who are not paid. They're out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're out there on scholarships. I know that's the popular argument for people who's, like, they're getting a free education. But again, they're putting their bodies and their livelihoods on the line to play for a school that's potentially making millions of dollars and the NCAA who's making millions and millions of dollars off of these schools and the players who are there. So you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right, John. And this is why I like bringing in somebody who is, you know, goes into it with more of an open eye because we look at the institution itself of the school and the people who run the school, but we're able to get this deeper sight. So I, I really appreciate like a deep question like that. And now that you've mentioned it, it kind of pisses me off. Yeah.
3: Because we're so, we're just, we're just so deadened on the inside from dealing with the NCAA that we don't even think about how uh, uh, How hypocritical. it is. How
0: terrible it is. (laughs) Okay. Well, the investigation is expected to come with results on September 15th. The, uh, I believe the offensive coordinator is, Taking the role of interim head coach in the meantime, so we'll see what develops there. We should know more, hopefully, in less than a month's time. It's I mean, nice that they didn't put like a, a month, s- a super the- short time limit. Yeah, because I think they want to okay. do a thorough job. And as long as the as you long know, as since
2: this report came out and now they have to sort of do something about it.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh,
2: now well, we're gonna actually do something about it. We're gonna actually, you know. <laughs> put people on leave now after it got reported on. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That cool. Thanks, they... Marilyn. Oh, that's, now that's we realize. Oh, it.
3: wait. <laughs>
2: now we realize it's a problem, not when the kid died. Like. And by the hey, way, Nick said that he about died.
3: It. Nick said he died on June the 13th, which is true, but he was in the hospital for two weeks. So the Before incident that, actually yeah. happened at the end of May. Jeez. Jesus yeah, he Christ. He was in a coma for so, two weeks.
2: Yeah. And died. But he actually died two months ago, and now we're just now like hearing about all this stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: Like I said, I feel like I hadn't seen a ton about this story before this week.
2: I mean, I haven't heard about it before
3: now. I think I remember the player dying, but that's that time of the year where I'm just super busy. So yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Like, ah, yeah.
0: oh, God, it's, it's. I mean, really
2: Maryland did hire the investigator guy, and on the nineteenth of June. So it's not like they waited forever, but what has he been doing right i guess he's
0: been getting some of these statements and things that have been revealed so on the upside at least there has been that investigation to this point uh the family also uh had hired the attorneys to look into it as well and had kept them on retainer so as they should i I completely
2: agree i mean if someone like my kid died at a college from fucking heat stroke i would probably
0: want to sue somebody or get be pretty upset at the football program. Oh, and just just the icing on the cake, a former Maryland staff member said I would never ever ever allow my child to be coached there.
2: Damn. That's so, pretty damning. Jesus,
0: that's pretty damning. That's, that's coming horrible. from a guy who also is a teacher of young men. All right. So that we've got that horrible story. And again, I don't I I know this has been the majority of like the last two podcasts. We're going to move on from this and like talk about fun stuff in a minute. But on the Ohio State front, we haven't heard much more about Urban Meyer and Zach Smith lately. We have heard from a gentleman named Jeff Snook. Is So he, he releases a report. I guess he's a, a writer up in the Ohio State area. He used to be a beat reporter with them, and he's written some books and stuff. So he's a seasoned guy. But he... Uh, According to two or three sources, he started with two, and I think he's up to three now. He says that the whole story regarding Zach Smith and his wife and Urban Meyer was leaked by uh, the University of Texas's own Tom Herman, who, if you didn't know, was the offensive coordinator back in that uh, championship Ohio State year. So, after that, Tom Herman went on to... Uh, Be the head coach at Houston for two seasons and then was hired to be the head coach at Texas after Charlie Strong was fired. So the drama kind of started on Saturday uh, with a tweet regarding what Snook had found. And a lot of people, I'd say, instantly uh, dogging on Tom Herman Uh, Tom Herman came out uh, late yesterday or early today and said that he had nothing to do with it. Uh, Then the original reporter of the story Brett McMurphy went ahead and said that he was not the source that had tipped him off to the
3: entire story. Um, He said, said, I quote, I quote, I have never revealed my sources in my nearly four decade journalistic career and I'm not going to start now. However, I will say unequivocally that Tom Herman was not my source. So pretty clear.
2: I mean, he would say that either way, right?
3: No, I mean, I not mean, he would say he
2: wasn't. He just said, "I'm not going to reveal sources. I'm not going reveal- to." But, but he said, "We're not going to that. confirm that, that, that he's a damn source either." Like,
3: no, he said, "He said right here. He confirmed he was not he my wasn't. source."
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but wouldn't you say that anyways? No, that would
3: be lying. You wouldn't lie. You would just okay. say, "I never reveal my sources to anyone." Oh, okay. Or, or yeah, you could. You leave could leave just play, plead the that's fifth in right. that case, and not. say Yeah, I think else, that's probably. A went on. I don't on to say, it say unequivocally. unequivocally. If you're I, a, if I, if I you, would
2: trust uh, Brett McMurphy. Me and Nick so,
3: took some journalism classes. All right. Is that the something you so, said? So, um, you you can you would just say that. Don't want to lie. You don't that. want don't to lie. Okay.
0: Here's the thing about. I didn't take journalism, so thank you. Here's the thing
3: about
2: journalism
0: that that's strange is that in most cases. In fact, many times uh, we were told that you need to have a name source. You need to have at least one source that is a reliable name source when you go to print with a story. And it was becoming more and more... Now, this is uh, back in 2008 and nine when I was taking these classes. So, it was still... Like, there were still people who were doing unnamed sources, but it was still kind of frowned upon to just go straightforward with people who were unnamed. But if you think about it, really the ultimate unnamed source... Was back during the Watergate scandal with the whole uh, uh, Woodward and Bernstein and Deep Deep Throat, throat. who was giving the who's their informant, but he wasn't actually a person that they ever named, and so a lot of people assumed that they were making it up. And this so this has been an ongoing thing in journalism for many many years. People just assuming that whenever you say there's unnamed sources, that you're full of shit. Um, but oftentimes to protect the identity and sometimes the well being of someone, you have to do these unnamed sources source thing so in this case it's interesting because on the one hand you got brevick murphy who obviously started investigating because of something now we don't know what that is i don't know if it was an unnamed source or if uh courtney smith who is uh the ex-wife of zach smith who is the alleged uh person to have beaten her um so it may have been her it may have been tom herman i don't honestly No, and we don't honestly know. We got two guys. One who's the reporter says it didn't happen. Tom Herman who says it didn't happen. And I'm not here to defend Tom Herman. I am a Texas
3: fan. I'll say that. I'm not here to defend Tom Herman. Um, We should also say that Jeff Snook here is a beat writer, but he appears to be a self-employed beat writer. So he doesn't have like an editor or someone he answers to.
0: Yes, Mm. but you could make the same argument for Brett Murphy who broke the story on Facebook. So yes. there's been a but lot of fine. back and forth like that happening on Twitter between Texas fans who are defending Tom Herman and between Ohio State fans who <laughs> are saying that because now this is this is the theory, the, the working oh. theory for some of these Buckeyes fans and, and some people who are not fans of either team, to be fair, that Texas lost an important commit to Ohio State. And as a result, they said that Tom Herman was upset, and again, this is this is the story, uh, the alleged story that people are con- concocting. And he was upset, and as a result, he told Brett, McMur- Brett McMurphy off to the beating, and that that is bad. Now, on the one hand, I see where you're coming from. The only reason to, that he went after someone in this scenario is that he went after them because it was revenge. On the other hand... He, If he was the person, he still brings the story to light that probably would not have seen the light of day otherwise. Now, it is a shady time frame. I will give you that if that is the case. But people but are like, gonna... oh, how dare he do this? Like, why would he come out and say this now? He's just as guilty as Urban Meyer is. But the difference is... Urban Meyer was asked straight up about it at Big Ten Media Days, and Urban Meyer lied about it at Big Ten Media Days. He said, why would anyone make this story up? Why would anybody do this? And then it came out that actually he was aware of it in 2015 when it happened. Now, the other side of the argument is Tom Herman was no longer there that year when the alleged abuse happened, and that his wife is the one who knew, and that they've also given her money in the past. Now... The other part of this story is that Tom Herman's wife had given money to Courtney Smith to help her get a divorce. So right. he did little, acknowledge that that was true. Which yes, again, or he really did. He
2: anything. did. He acknowledged that they gave Courtney Smith uh, money, right? Or financial assistance, as they put it, which yeah, is in twenty seventeen. Which is not. Which is not
0: a problem. Right, which is not like any kind of uh, acknowledgement of guilt or anything like that. It's just yeah. something they did. I mean, they were you, you on a, on a staff, you're, friends, you're often tight with the people who that you yeah. work with. And I'm
2: sure that their wives or friends or whatever, you know.
0: So I have what is a huge conundrum here because on the one hand, I I don't want to vilify like like I said last week we don't know enough to really try to bury anyone other than Zach Smith for the violence to his wife, even if it was done in self-defense, it was pretty the pictures are very brutal.
3: Right uh, but, but what I'm wondering here, OK, so Brett McMurphy mm-hmm. says, "Pretty straight up. I don't reveal my sources. Tom Herman is not my source." Right. right. This Jeff Snook fellow. Who is really chummy with Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer wrote the foreword to his book, and he's been talking a lot with the with Zach Smith's family. Somehow, Jeff Snook claims that he has three people who said that Tom Herman was the source for Brett McMurphy's article.
2: Like how? Where did he find these people? Where are these?
3: Yeah, where are these three people, and how do they know? Yeah. Is Tom Herman just the worst secret keeper in the world? <laughs> and he told everyone that he did this. Yeah, sure that would happen. I'm sure. It's like, uh, it doesn't. There's like there's things that don't, aren't lining up here. So someone is not telling the
2: truth. I mean, I don't even care who the source is. It's good that this got out. Like, oh yeah, things like this shouldn't be covered up in the first place. I like, if Tom Herman did it, great. It's oh awesome. yeah, like. Yeah, like on good Twitter, job was a- finally like you know this shit can be like dealt with like this is not okay like this shouldn't be happening it shouldn't uh, be covered up you know
3: yeah there was a great uh there was a great tweet uh uh from this it was uh, from oh yeah there was like some uh viva viva the matadors which is the Texas tech one it's like oh Tom herman so this was revealed on like Saturday morning right. And they were like, Oh, Tom Herman is showing himself to be one of the, the be the sleaziest coach in college football. What? <laughs> and that's hard to do. And it's like what? Why?
2: That's the opposite.
3: So he that. tipped off someone that they covered up spousal abuse. And, and that, that makes him
2: sleazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Look if it is not ridiculous. the person who covered it up, not the person who committed it. But the person who brought it up in, they brought it up late, okay. Tom uh, Urban Meyer may have actively prevented any action from being taken in this situation. Action that was happening to an, a university employee, by the way. Somebody who's his uh, subordinate's uh, um, uh,
0: significant other, so. Yeah. There's a lot to take in In this story and it's just gotten Weirder with this whole thing Now the other thing is that people are Trying to say that this is something to take Your eyes off of The rest of the story Off of Urban Meyer, off of Zach Smith And that it's yeah. something to t- and, and sometimes it does happen We've actually seen yeah. that a lot in the current political, uh, political climate Is that stories come out To take your mind off of something that may have been Bothering you before and to make you look elsewhere that's the and nature also, of the
3: uh, of the way the game is played and it doesn't even that's, and that's the crazy thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who told the reporter that something was happening. The rest of it was from public documents. Yeah, and it's not going to affect the investigation at all. I like okay, it's not like it's, yeah, it's not like the university is like, oh, a former coach told a reporter, "You're free. nothing bad ha- has nothing to do." The question is whether Urban Meyer knew about it and, and chose to not act on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. This has zero to do with it. Like, let's say Nick, let's say you were uh, arrested for uh, a, a serious crime. I was going to make up a crime, but I'm gonna, I'll be nice, Nick. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't uh, incriminate you. Uh,
0: all right. Thank but you. But let's
3: say the uh, the allegation came from, you know, like El Chapo. el chapo said he saw you committing a serious crime if they investigate and it turns out you did the serious crime it doesn't matter i still did the serious crime it doesn't matter if it was el chapo who brought it up to somebody
1: uh i'm just curious if the only reason uh people think it might have been tom herman was just because if you disagreed with that coworker, uh who cares if it was rage but If I suspected someone was beating their wife and they did something annoying to me, I would, you know, I would probably, not knowing if something was 100% true, refer to them as that, you know? So, I could very easily see him being mad and just being like, that damn wife beater, you know? (laughs) And then, like, storming off. So, people are like, he's definitely the one that said it. I mean, I
2: think the weird thing is Herman wasn't even... Was he wasn't even on the staff in the year that the incident was supposedly happened, so yeah, like what the fuck? Like I guess his wife would know about it, maybe. Like it just just doesn't
1: matter. But it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I that's interesting.
3: Oh, and just one more thing here on uh, Jeff Snook. Um, he says so in defense of himself uh, via his Facebook page says, unless I'm writing a column, my opinion doesn't enter into it. And it didn't yesterday either. I had more than two sources I quoted yesterday. Two more. Chose to go off the record. Now he has four sources. Saying similar things in correspondence on my on record. Blah, blah, blah. So I didn't use them. I have received much more information since I published the article. I'm keeping it to myself. It just backs up what was written and redundant. And he ends it with, anyway, enough said. It's Friday. So smile. Tell your parents and children you love them and have a great day always makes me wretch when people
1: <laughs> yeah
3: and yeah. it's like hmm see I'm a nice guy so you're being a, a jerk by
1: <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> by, I'm by it, to me, me as an outsider looking in though it's pretty crazy that Buckeye fans are on this like if the shoe was on the other foot and they said you know someone at UT was covering this up had beaten their wife you know and another university was bringing this to light because they were upset I wouldn't care I would want a thorough investigation of the university and the person removed. I, you know? I would I would hope that would be everyone's
0: feeling, but I think sometimes mm-hmm. fandom gets the best of people and they would rather see their football team do well or their basketball mm-hmm. team or whatever. That's really sad. <laughs> that, that's yeah. a problem with fandom. Is their fan is short for fanatic? It's true. They are willing to go to these extreme levels and are also incredibly defensive of their team and their, their, their logo. Think about it. Think about, think about people who root for teams in the NFL or, or things like that. You're rooting for a logo. You could root for a, a player of yours for years, right? And they leave, and you hate them. Spurs
3: fans know exactly what i I would never about. do that, Nick. I would never. Kawhi Leonard. Ever do that. Nick, I don't hate him. I just don't want him to ever be successful again in his life. See?
2: Yeah, that's awful.
3: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) His professional life. Oh, that's still bad for him. I hope he has a happy family and everything.
2: That's bad for him. I'm just just saying.
3: (laughs) In these instances, a lot of
0: times you're rooting for a brand, a logo, a, a team. You're not rooting for an individual, and that's... It's not a problem. That's how people are. But the problem is, is when it gets too extensive and too far beyond the scope of your humanity that you don't care about the people anymore. You don't care about what's happening to them in their private lives. They're like, shut up and throw the football. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's not the right time to do this. There's too much of that and not enough of, well, why are they doing this? Why? I mean- why? should i care why should i know more about these people
1: it's interesting because i approach it from the other side where if someone had done that in ut you know i like ut i'm not a super fan you know but I'll we all went there now and then we all went but there. uh if if it happened to ut like i just wouldn't want ut to be known as like the next baylor or the next <laughs> wife beater college i'd be like no fix that get it out of the way yeah. make them pay for you know thorough investigation I don't care if it's a new staff, get them in, you let me, know? Let me tell you And It's, you it's interesting do. that, you know, like, from now on, it's like, when I think Buckeyes, I'm going to be like, yep, wife beaters. If I'm t- a
2: certain there are UT fans that would react the same way. Oh, there's absolutely. Oh, beat. absolutely. 100%. Hands down. Uh, and there's there's going to be fan. there's Ohio State fans that aren't like that, too, that are well, like I mean, you. It's I'm the sure same-
0: it's everywhere. There's people. Some people are just like that sometimes they're diehard and sometimes they're f- uh, fair weather and that does happen and you do see extremes of both kinds uh i'll, I'll give you an example when i was in radio uh before i i moved to Rooster Teeth, where i am now uh the Baylor story was still dropping about art briles and allowing this stuff to happen under his watch all these different sexual assaults and Basic and like it, 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 all of this institutional allowance of all this stuff to have happened, and like reports many times over. And dude, it was brutal. The people who would defend that man, the people who would defend Baylor, who would be like, This is a Christian school, this can't possibly happen here. You're making it up because we're so much better because we're in a we're in Austin, Texas. We were doing Texas radio that's towards a certain group. So it's towards Texas fans. So we talk about the University of Texas a lot. So people who live here who aren't Texas fans instantly assume that the people who talk about it are homers for Texas. And the only reason that they would believe a story like this is because Baylor was so much better. And the only way that they could tear them down is by making stuff up. I'm not joking. That is was the reaction not these poor women were assaulted by these men who took advantage and then were allowed to continue to play by a coach who was told that this was happening and many times by many of the women and their families and they just ignored it and they called us dirty fucking liars and they hated us for telling them what we were hearing what we were hearing what the reports were not even our own sources sources that we were reading from national publications
3: and it wasn't even just football at baylor it was all over there were other instances it wasn't where people were sexually abused and they were suspended from the team for a year and then left back on while their victim was still on the team yep
0: it was it was just it's top to down
3: yeah it's amazing.
0: Okay, but that's not why you're here. You don't come to hear about this kind of stuff. shout, we, out. shout,
3: shout out to enemy of the show, Art Bryles. We don't like you. Yeah, we and don't we, like him. Yeah. We
0: hope uh, Italy burns down. Not all of Italy, just wherever you are.
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. another uh, outside sports question. Mm. I, I I don't remember any uh, any pushback similar to this with like Michael Vick. Like that was like universal. Everyone was like, "That's fucked up." Nah, man. You no, know? nah. People were there ev- defenders. Uh, of Vic
0: only when he yeah. came back uh, everybody uh, ju- so if you don't know Michael Vick was a popular quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons who was found to have run a dog uh, fighting ring and in many instances the dogs are put to death in, in these cases they're raised to fight to the death or if they don't perform well they are killed and so or they're just so injured in the fights that they that put they, them down yeah the, or yeah. they eventually die of their wounds or whatever so he goes to jail, I think, for a year, maybe well, so what maybe it was, uh,
1: they were investigating his cousin, wasn't it, for drugs? And then when raiding the house that Michael Vick was listed on is when they found these kennels. Right. So it wasn't even like they were like, oh, he's dogfighting. It was a side thing after uh, yeah. trying to right. look into a different investigation.
0: Yep. It was a separate investigation that led to the finding. And he went to jail for at least a year, maybe two. Um. I people all hated Michael Vick for that from that moment, um, and he came back and played for the Eagles uh, years later once he was reinstated. Now he served time. Uh, he he came out and apologized for everything he did, and I there's nothing that I hate worse than people who are innocent who get hurt or harmed or put in harm's way. And the same can be said of animals, especially dogs. And so, I hated the man for a long time. But once he was out, he paid his debt to society. And in my eyes at that point, if he's a backup on a team, he can live out his days doing that. He got a chance to start a couple of times when there were injuries on the team. And he played fairly well. Because he was broke, too. Yeah, he was broke. He had no Hmm. money. Um... But at that point, like I said, he served his debt to society. He apologized. There is a certain point when we have to forgive people for certain crimes. Some crimes are unforgivable. But, like, in this instance... Like leaving this person.
1: <laughs> in this instance, apparently wife-beating is not as severe as dog-fighting. Well... That's what's, uh... Yeah, that, yeah it's that's sad.
0: interesting. It's interesting. But, again, that's still all alleged. Even alleged, though there's pictures. But, but. So... Yeah. Yeah, when he came back, I know a lot of people were upset that he came back, and then he's like, you know, those dogs weren't given a second chance, like, why should he be given a second chance? And it's like, well, humans have this opportunity to move on and change, and I'm not, I wasn't willing to keep dogging on him, if you'll forgive the horribly placed wording of that. Mm -hmm. Um, That was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And Minus five stars. For the podcast, yeah. And so, when he came back, I was willing to let bygones be bygones and let the man live his life again. But a lot of people I knew were not so forgiving. Um, In fact, I lost a couple of friends on Facebook. That's like the first time I really remember getting a fight with someone on Facebook. Like, before politics really
3: became like the heated debate that it is now. Um, Back in the good old days, it was just people unfriending because of football opinions. Yeah. 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 So...
0: That was, that, that was such an unusual situa- situation. And, but like I said, I think there is a certain point when people have to be given a second opportunity. Um, and
3: Nick, can I, put a, can I put a bow on this Tom Herman story? Sure, go for it. I think that... And you know, this kind of reminds me of that... Uh, remember, remember when Charlie Strong was the... Uh, it was reported to be the home wrecker in the Louisville ads marriage oh yeah 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 and then that was the big stink and now two years later no one knows or cares about it yeah it's a story I that think that has completely gone by the wayside it turned out to not have any legs and I think that's what's gonna happen with this Tom Herman story I think it'll be the talk for a, a few weeks but then no one will know or care about it come the future even yeah. by the end of the season especially once the once the Commission or whatever uh, makes their final decision on the investigation. Yeah, no one will remember this Tom Herman thing. But you. Know. you don't but come- it is a juicy thing to talk about, and yeah, people yeah, like juicy things. We we thought we had to talk about that. So um, now that's not
0: what you come to us for. You don't come to hear about the serious stuff, though. It is important to talk about because there are stories that go beyond the level of fun that we bring uh and that's not to like toot our own horn or anything we do like to joke around and have fun but some things do deserve to be talked about but that's that for this week so let's move on to some more fun stuff guys okay um so like i said we do want to talk about a couple of other things and what i'm kind of calling our quick hits segment and these are just kind of goofy little stories, although one of them is is a feel-good story from good old Tiger Woods. This is another guy who actually deserved a second chance, even though he was a dirty cheater for a long time. And honestly, he was a better golf player when he was a dirty cheater. That's, yep. Let's be honest. Yep. Mm. When he was with the Perkins waitresses, he was winning majors left and right. True, there some, there's something magic about them pancakes, and I'm not talking about <laughs> the cuisine, folks. So, so
1: quick question he, on that. He, yeah, he hasn't actually won anything after that incident, right? No, he's not. Yeah, been. no.
2: I think wow. He finished second. A few. Yeah, he finished second. You know, today, today. he finished second yeah. today in a. Oh, he tied for second. No, he got second outright. by
3: himself. Oh, outright. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. In the
2: PGA Championship, which is, I guess, the last major of the year, right? I think.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he
2: shot a 64 today, which is really good.
0: Yeah, he had to sit in the scoring area. He posted his best final round in a major that he's had in a long time. And then he ended up offering his congratulations to the winner, who was uh, Brooks Kepka. Um, so he just couldn't beat him. And this is uh, Kepka's second major championship of the year. Woods finished second for the ninth time in a major. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's interesting because Tiger, nobody drives the ratings dial quite like Tiger Woods. Golf is a sport that your dad watches on Sundays when he wants to take a nap after church. And, I mean, that that was me growing up. I can remember my dad napping when Tiger was on, and Tiger was wearing the red shirt. Holy shit, my dad put that nap off just a little bit longer. He wanted to see what Tiger could do. And I think today was just like that. I actually uh, was watching it in the background, and it's really fun to see a guy... Who electrifies a sport like that Especially a sport that needs it Because golf is one of those sports That I feel like a lot of people Don't even put on in the background anymore Like I'll do it But like like I said It's kind of like a nap sport You put it on in the background You have a little cocktail in the afternoon And you take a nap while it's a rainy Sunday or something And so To have a guy like Tiger Back in the thick of things Again Like just recently A couple of weeks ago He was back in the thick of things And he fell short in the end but today, he actually posted a really good round. He came in second. And it's something to look forward to as we go forward. Because golf is one of those sports that you can play for a really long time. Because it is one that, while you have to be healthy, your knees should be working right. And he's had back problems. He's had knee problems. He's had leg problems. It's something that, as you get better, you can still continue to do well in, well into your later years. And... Having Tiger back out there is a huge ratings boost. And I think for a lot of people who grew up with Tiger in the spotlight, it's kind of fun to see him out there again. And, you know, one day soon, maybe we'll get him back. I don't know how you guys feel about it, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're golf fans uh, or not. But
2: I mean, I tend to – I will turn it on in the background kind of thing. I used to get annoyed uh, when Tiger was not good that they would follow him around anyway
0: yeah it was he could be like 10
2: shots back and they would have show tiger on tv still and i'm like i he's not even in contention guys why is this a thing
0: that's the double-edged sword of the uh yeah of the because ratings tiger i mean it rating. makes sense yeah. i guess but so not- it's good that
2: he's in contention and he's yep. playing well uh but yeah john, i was never like the biggest tiger fan i guess
1: john you were tiger starting Woods to say is the only golfer that i know
2: <laughs> at all ever yeah like yeah top wow. of my head
1: like eh, maybe if i saw a picture of someone arnold, uh arnold palmer okay yeah right. there go jordan spieth
2: yeah jordan
1: spieth i have no idea who that is oh he, he went, went to, to texas UT. yeah, yeah. Shh.
2: local anyway also justin uh, leonard <laughs> come on man. what
1: i would say is uh i could see i could definitely see tiger being that guy that you know even 20 years from now he's still playing and he's gonna be the one we turn on, and everyone's like, "Uh huh, that golf guy on the you senior know. circuit,
2: senior yep. tour." There's a whole tour for those people. It's great. Golf, yeah. you can play golf forever, basically.
1: Pretty much, that's, yeah, that's One of the nice things off. about the sport.
3: A senior, oh, God. there's like a cutoff. Like if you're just it's too old, they old, could yeah. It's like sixty, I think, or 60 I mean, something. Yeah, it's it's pretty.
2: pretty Cause late. I remember Greg.
3: Cause I remember Greg Norman. He like almost won. Um like on his like last one before he got kicked off of the PGA and had to go to the senior tour. Yeah, uh, the, senior, exactly the, senior the senior tour is open is. to golfers age fifty and over. So, mm.
2: yeah. You can still be on the regular tour. Oh you? man,
1: just wait till he electrifies that circuit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're good enough, you can still
1: play on the regular PGA tour. I think Make you're so Question though, I mean, I know that a lot of professional golfers go out and then end up getting their own courses that they design and build. Has Tiger ever actually made his own golf course yet? Not that I know of. Uh, I'm not sure about that.
2: That's usually what
0: retired, like yeah, that's, older. that's usually something you say for once you're yeah, done. Like you get a
2: lot of Jack Nicholas courses and shit like that. Like that happens.
0: He talked that's last right. year about designing courses um, going forward. Let's see. Well, yeah, I think he's worked on a couple of them, but I'm not sure if there's any that like are completely originally designed by him or anything. So, yeah. um, no, they've um, done a few. They've done a few. He would team, uh, one time he teamed with Donald Trump to make one. Um, fantastic. And <laughs> so, yeah, Tiger is one it, of those guys who will eventually do it, uh, which is kind of cool. It is. It is nice when you see guys from the game design it, although if you go and play one of these places yourself, you will hate your life. Oh,
2: they're impossible.
0: Like there's a professional
2: courses, professional yeah, level courses. Oh a, my god, man. There's a
0: PGA designed course here in town. It's Falconhead and God. Oh yeah. Oh man. It's Rough. uh Whew. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And it's right by a housing development. You know, Those people are expensive. Most most golf
2: courses are like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I slice a lot. I do (laughs) not... Well, if you're playing at
2: a Falcon Head, that's not the course for you, buddy.
0: Well, that's why I didn't play it.
2: Like, uh, there's one close to me, uh, Terra Vista, where the houses are, like, right up on the fairway almost. Yeah, it's scary, dude. I can't play there, dude. I just can't. Like nah. it, I just, you just are worried about hitting a house every shot. It's like, oh my god! I hook and slice, and they need to be pretty far
0: off for me. Nothing to be comfortable. Nice. I've I've hit a few houses, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so this is our quick hitter segment here on Sports MacGuffins. Um The other, this is an interesting story. Isaiah Thomas is forced to apologize. Uh after making fun of Cleveland in a social media post. He so he plays with the Denver Nuggets now. And if you didn't know, he uh he played for Cleveland for a little bit uh this past year. He was and He was the, traded from Boston to
3: LA and, and No he was No no I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah he was. No, he was traded from Boston yeah, to Boston Cleveland to
0: Cleveland and then Cleveland to po- LA. To, uh, yeah, yeah,
3: from Cleveland to LA and then I think LA just Bottom out in there I can't
0: remember uh well yeah once LeBron went there he ended up leaving so yeah. I don't know if he just doesn't want to play with LeBron or whatever those two's game don't seem to coincide because when he went to Cleveland he was supposed to be the answer and get along better with LeBron than Kyrie Irving who moved, ended up moving over to Boston and so he ends up in LA and then LeBron goes there and then Isaiah ends up leaving there so now he's a Denver a Denver nugget and he ended up putting a video out on social media in which he called the city of Cleveland a, quote, shithole. In the video, he sa- he talks good. about various cities in which he has played, then makes his comment about Cleveland, where he adds, I can see why LeBron left again. <laughs> Later on, he posted mm-hmm. an apology on Twitter and then posted an additional video on Instagram saying Cleveland wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, a... did, he did go on to say that he shouldn't have said that, that it was his fault. Cleveland was actually cool. It was all right. The situation, that wasn't the best. He apologized for saying it was a shithole. It wasn't a shithole. The team was dope. The players was filthy. My guy, Gio, training staff was cold. Nah, Cleveland was cool. I shouldn't have said that. That was my bad. I was just talking on Instagram Live. So it was an Instagram Live post that he did. I didn't think it was going to get to where they're posting it. It's like, damn, my bad.
2: <laughs> so, so he just feels bad because he said it and people mm-hmm. heard. And yeah. a lot of people noticed, and were like, "Oh, that's not cool, man."
0: No, he, I, I he, I'm pretty know. sure
2: he believes Cleveland is a shithole. I'm just
0: well, go doesn't that. everybody?
1: I think everyone I talks. Mean, shit I've never about
2: been a city there, so I'm there. not gonna say anything about it. But you know,
1: whatever. Cleveland's a shithole.
2: I've not heard good things about it, but I don't know. The mistake
1: the by the lake. Um, <laughs> I was just He's gonna say, shit. I don't know why everyone's giving him grief. Like that's a presidential term now, right? <laughs> shithole. <laughs> Shithole countries, yeah.
2: yeah shithole cities.
0: That's a shithole city. I, I'm not gonna yeah, lie to sure, you. Man. The only reason that that city became relevant for even a moment is because LeBron basically drugged that team to a champion. Well, he and uh, Kyrie Irving as well drugged them to a championship <laughs> against oh, the Golden yeah. State Warriors
3: a few years back. Nick, Nick the, that's fine. Nick, mm-hmm. in defense of Cleveland, mm-hmm. the Indians played really well oh, that season that's too. True. That's true. I oh yeah, they were really good. That was that's true. So I'll I'll give them I'll give them that.
0: I'll give them props, but the Browns (laughs) Browns are always bad. Although I will say this, I've never been excited except for one year watching Cleveland Browns football when Derek Anderson was a quarterback and they had a magical season of ten and six and went to the
3: playoffs. Yep. I don't know. But watching
0: Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield both score a couple of touchdowns in—I know it's a preseason game.
2: Preseason doesn't matter. But
0: but. I did see a lot that I liked from Baker Mayfield. He was able to read his progressions really well. He made good decisions, again, mm-hmm. against a couple of probably scrubs. But still, it was cool to watch a young guy come out there and succeed. Now, hopefully, they didn't succeed enough to the point where the coaches are like, well, yeah, we're going to throw him out there. Let him die. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot about young guys succeeding in the
2: preseason. doesn't mean anything.
0: It's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Still, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah, but those guys usually make plays with their feet, and Baker did do that. But he also did do a couple of really good reads. So, and okay. he did—he had excellent ball placement on a touchdown pass that uh, only his receiver could get his hands on. So that was really cool to see. So I think Isaiah Thomas—all they
2: needed was a quarterback. They probably would have found it by now.
0: Well, no, they've got you know, what's his name says they're gonna. Was it Jarvis Landry who said they're gonna score forty points a game? I yeah. believe so, yeah. All that's gonna Or happen. win by... Yeah, score 40 points. Was it yeah, it was, score it was 40 score points or win 40 point. by 40. At
2: least I mean. 40 points. Score yeah. 40 score points 40. and win.
0: Okay. And win every game, apparently. All right, and then the other story. Sure. And this one is... Oh, boy. So, this oh, one wait. I didn't send to you guys. But, oh, it's uh, a surprise. Madden 19 came out, and everybody loves Madden. Oh, I know you're going to talk about it. And, guys... I don't know if you know this, but the Chargers, formerly of San Diego, have moved to Los Angeles. But that's getting that's uh, taking a bit of getting used to still for everybody, and that includes this recent addition. A user noticed that the gameplay announcers welcome fans to the Mission Valley area, beautiful San Diego, California, during a simulated game between the 49ers and Chargers in StubHub Center. So they're still saying that they're the San Diego Chargers and that they still play in San Diego. Uh, Hello. so seems like uh, Madden keeps fucking shit
2: up. That's all I'm saying. Oh but yeah. To me,
1: it seems like they really didn't write new code for that game. <laughs> I think they just uh, reused the audio clip. That's Maybe a
2: strong possibility. There that was another uh, kerfuffle with uh, Madden about the Colin Kaepernick. Uh, his name being edited out of a song. Yeah, yeah. One the of the
0: s- One of the songs refers to Colin Kaepernick, and then I guess they just. Uh, they edited it out so like in a song you can bleep something you can do that thing where you do the weird fade where like you just fade out that word and I think that's what they ended up doing they faded out like it was a cuss word
2: basically yeah so
0: like the the beat and everything is still there but they yeah like it's a cuss word they just like did that quick low and then back up into the song and so they they, uh, came
2: out and said that was just a mistake guys it was a total um, mistake they had some uh communication issues with their other team the teams about oh we didn't actually need to do that
1: so i'm assuming this is just a rap song then yeah, it's yeah. a
2: rap song yeah all
3: right so maybe it was a, a... licensing thing
2: no nope. yeah so they they Shit. it that was the original thing was like uh he's not in the game i don't think because of license they don't have his likeness or whatever because he's, he's not playing in the nfl right now yeah but uh, yeah, but why? Go they did they it on accident. Uh, the song doesn't matter. Like it, it actually did, didn't matter. But they just huh. did it on accident. Apparently,
1: uh, that's kind of hard to do on accident. I well, would, somebody I would did it them. on
2: purpose, but they thought they were supposed to. When like somebody, like somebody, just messed up and thinking they were supposed to do that, and they didn't need to do that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that was from a Big Sean
0: verse. Yeah, that audio error will be. Do fixed. you have the
2: lyric? Because it's it's pretty.
0: Bigger. uh, so uh e- nick yes yeah nick oh, i was gonna say, rap for real, real quick EA yeah nick sports, please rap ea sports came out and said hey chargers fans thanks for flagging this we'll have this fixed in the game with our next title update during the week of august
3: 20th yeah all 30 of you chargers fans <laughs> yeah in 2020
2: all
1: those Madden, san diego chargers Madden fans
3: 20 will fix this audio <laughs> glitch <laughs> The Chargers who play in a soccer stadium that they can't even fill and have to tarp over oh, large man. portions of the stands. Fantastic. <clears throat> well, you know, <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, so one last quick hitter, and this is one that uh, occurred to me after the fact, was Johnny Manziel actually improved in a second uh, Canadian Football League start for the Alouettes. I mean, he didn't have
2: much lower he could have gone.
0: I mean... So. He set the Good bar job. pretty low. He didn't have any interceptions, but they didn't have enough offense to win in a twenty-four to seventeen loss. That being said, they didn't get blown out by forty or fifty some odd points. He didn't throw four picks, and I think he had a fumble at the goal line, but it was recorded. It was recovered for a touchdown, so mm. it didn't end up Great. in the other team's hands. And that wouldn't and have happened in American football talk because about... you can't advance. You can't advance the ball.
2: Now we never need to talk about Johnny Menzel. It day.
0: depends what
3: down it is. Yeah, it depends what down it is. It was third down in this case. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. I have one more. Oh, my God. Quick right. hit. Okay. Let's so, do we all know our good good friend Kawhi Leonard is <laughs> traded off to uh, the Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. and he decided to take a time out of his busy schedule to send a, send a note back to his fans back in San Antonio, and he says, and I read... I have been going back and forth the last few weeks trying to figure out the right things to say, and it comes down to two simple words. Thank you, Leonard wrote. All right, Nick. So the question is, in two words or less, how do you respond to this uh, note given by Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> I got two words for you. Bullshit. I said right, bullshit. Corey, he, 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 didn't oh, two he didn't write it. He didn't write it. Fuck you. My response was, whatever, dude. Yeah, it doesn't... I would rather... Just, I don't he, think he gives a shit at all.
0: <laughs> after what happened, I would rather he pull an Isaiah Thomas and trash the city. Yeah. <laughs> than an empty thank you. like your, <laughs> your thank you is as empty as your attempt to try to make this better. And by that I mean you didn't. You didn't come out... You didn't say anything. You didn't clear up what the stink was. You didn't come out and say, my uncle wants to do this. You didn't come out and say, this is what I want to do. You let everything happen behind closed doors, and you didn't address the people who supported you from the beginning.
2: And then you took weeks to say thank you. Oh. Wow.
3: Yep. Thanks, thank, Thanks, buddy. Wow. So. <sighs> well, thanks, So though. shall we go to the mailbag, Nick? Let's go to the mailbag. We asked uh, you
0: folks out there a couple of to give us a couple of questions on the old Twitter, and we got a few responses. So let's take a look at what you guys asked us. Uh, this is from Getting Mono. These are all from Twitter. Uh, this is from Getting Mono on Twitter, asking why does the Big Ten have more than ten teams?
1: Well,
2: that's quite. Why simple. does the
1: Big Ten have more than <laughs> the ten teams?
0: Because they can. Well. It turns out that they stopped renaming conferences, really, when this happens. Because, for one, there are two big uh, conferences. There's a Big Ten and a Big Twelve. So, if right.
3: you changed it at the time that they were above Ten, it would have been the Big Eleven. Which right. is and dumb. They're Big Eleven for, like, ten plus years after Penn State joined. <laughs> Penn was <State's laughs> yeah. independent forever. Yeah, Penn That's State pulled that Notre Dame BS, and we're standing. They used to have, and they used to have like a secret one in their logo. It was actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it was cool, and I actually liked it. Now they're up to fourteen. Yeah, and so they're still the Big Ten because I don't know. I guess renaming shit is hard. I mean, te- uh, Big Twelve only has ten teams now. But you I would uh,
2: recommend they take the numbers out of the damn conference name.
0: That the would pack, be the best thing to do. The Pac-10 changed their name to the Pac-12 when they added a couple of teams. But that was really yeah. the only time other than when the Big 8 combined with the South yeah. uh, West, West Conference to become mm-hmm. the Big 12. Or I should say they made a hybrid of both of them and split off a bunch of <laughs> other teams to other They didn't places. combine completely. <laughs> right. They didn't combine completely. It would have been like the Big uh, 14 or 16. Um 16. And it became the Big 12 conference at that point. Years ago, the, that was the late 90s? Yeah. Uh,
3: no, the, so. uh, mid-90s. Mid-90s, early 90s, 90s. 90s. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. So, yeah, that that was really the last time before the Pac-12 renamed theirs. And the, the Big 10 would have been the Big 11, but it, it just was too close to the Big 12. And the Big 12 had their big shakeup. And then there was this big uh, theory that a lot of teams, including Oklahoma and Texas and A&M, were going to go to the Pac-12, and, or Pac-10 at the time, and become the Pac-16, making the first real super conference. And that didn't happen. And then A&M and then the, pushed out and went to the SEC. And, and, the and Nebraska, ten, Nebraska
3: ran away to the Big Ten. And the Big Ten added Maryland and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they only added them because they wanted the Big Ten Network to be in the D.C. area and in New York City. It's all about
2: TV rights.
3: Mm-hmm. TV. Even though both of those teams in football <laughs> are pretty bad.
2: I mean, that's what the SEC wanted A&M, right? To be in Maryland, Texas so Maryland, they can recruit.
3: has a, was a, recruiting has a history of being yeah. pretty good at basketball, but they have not been so in a long time. Rutgers... Uh, is a school that people go to, and they have sports. It's <laughs> hmm. kind of basically. Up, this, oh, sorry. Go the ahead, answer
2: Corey. was they just aren't going to rename the conference anymore. <laughs> yeah, so
0: I th- I think they're kind of reserving. It, it means
2: it. nothing. The Big Ten means nothing. Big Twelve means nothing. They're bad names anyways. They're
0: just misnomers for these groups now. It's basically the Big Twelve is like the Southern United States and the se- Southern Central United States. Maybe it and should it just be Virginia. called the Southwest Conference. No, but West Virginia is there.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. It's like the Big East was a thing.
0: And that then there's anymore either. Yeah, and then there's the Pac-12, which is like the Western United States, the Southeast Conference, which is almost pretty much the Southeast. Mostly. Mostly, uh, with the exception of – well, I, I would even count A&M. They're close enough to
2: – That's this, not. We're in the Southwest. Hmm. Texas is the South. They're not
3: even in East Texas. That's true. They're in shit Texas. sort of in a no man's land of where no good people go. Uh, This kind of rolls in. Holy shit, (laughs) man. Fire fire the hot take cannon. (laughs) Fire that hot hot take cannon. Hot take uh... cannon at whatever time it is. College Station. Doesn't matter. Fire it at College Station. (laughs)
2: Fire the cannon at College Station. Holy shit. That's right.
0: All right. Mark that down. Uh,. The, this kind of rolls into the second question, which is, comes from our own Mad Queen opus. What are football conferences and why do they keep changing sizes? It does kind of answer that a little bit. But the reason they keep changing is because of television rights, uh, recruiting, and really schools trying to get better, uh, basically, in those television rights and get them their own money. A yeah. lot of reasons that people may have left the Big 12 years ago was that Texas was unique in that they got their own Longhorn Network. Uh, and some schools ended up leaving as a result of that. Well, they They're also, really...
2: the Big 12 doesn't equally share, they didn't equally share revenue, revenue amongst yeah. the schools. Yeah, it was based on size or, or mm-hmm. popularity or whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so, uh, oh, go ahead. So, yeah, so the TV, the Big 12 was, they got the Longhorn Network to basically took having a a, uh, uh what uh, like a what do you call them conference a conference network off the table because like the sec has a um a network network, the sec network which and then acc is going to launch one Mm. the big 10 has one yeah and the pac-12 has one that is doing very poorly um actually yeah
0: and still, the majority of these schools still play on things like ESPN and Fox Sports and stuff like that, and and CBS. Yeah, um, really,
2: the networks are just for the games that nobody wants. Or and then carries. Notre
0: Dame has an exclusive yeah. deal with NBC, which is kind of a shit deal now because Notre Dame hasn't been good since. I mean,
2: people will still watch Notre
0: Dame. That, was that one Teo. year they got destroyed by yeah, Manti Te'o. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that one year they went
3: to the championship, championship? and were destroyed yeah. by Alabama. That That's was true. so weird. That Manti Te'o story. Yeah. For those of you don't know, I was just I was down at the boardwalk at the Hard Rock Cafe, <laughs> and it was I can't believe, I think it was he, Heisman night or no or something. It was something. It was near the holidays. Yeah. And I looked up as like breaking news: Manti Te'o girlfriend was not real. Lene Kakua <laughs> was her name. Was not Lene a, a real Kukua person. The girlfriend who died was not real. Now, what the hell? Yeah, this? he was catfished by someone. <laughs> he was catfished hard. Yeah, by someone he knew how was weird, cool, I think.
1: I remember when that first came out, and I just assumed it was like one of those middle school things where he just <laughs> said he had a girlfriend but didn't. Then you find out he got no. catfished, and then he it's was just sad.
2: Just, that's just sad, yeah.
1: Anyways. Because you know he was sending money and money and stuff, so you're like, oh.
3: Um... So, and that was part of his like Heisman campaign. Oh, his girlfriend died before the season. Oh, and it's like oh, but it wasn't. Good. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question about football conferences. <laughs> Poor Teo. <Manti-Tao. laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah,
3: they're big they're because they want more money. 30. Because the bigger, the more geographically spread out it is, the more markets they can like demand the cable companies to carry the network, and the more yeah. cable companies that carry the network on the bigger packages, they get a fee for all of those. So it's basically a tax. It's basically a conference tax on all the cable networks in that market that they can force to put on. And that that's why they're getting so big. But now with the with the uh, landscape of television changing, having a big conference may not be the best thing. There may so- be worked for a little while more mouths to feed and possibly less money than by the time these this round of contracts big 12 is totally gonna get it right so how is
1: that (laughs) playing to affect with our very own longhorn network
3: then
2: that's their own thing man
3: oh the big 10 with uh, big 12 what they did is they have their national television deals with fox and espn yeah and the so-called third tier rights. So these are like the games that nobody cares well, about. It's
2: also like other sports. So
3: yeah, and other sports too. So like, that wouldn't let's be say, on TV normally. Like Texas will play. Uh, who do they play? Like San Jose State this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that game is not going to be included in the big tiers because that's not really a marquee game. Yeah. So. What the other conferences have done is they put all those games on their conference network. So if you want to watch a and versus Backwater State, um, you, you watch it on the SEC network. Big, what the big 12 schools have done is each individual school can, uh, can their negotiate numbers. their own deals for where those games are played, whether it's on a local Fox Sports affiliate, whether it's on a local broadcaster whether it's streamed or whether it's on their own private uh, cable network in the case oh. for texas
2: texas just happened to create their own network and oh hell have
3: a deal with espn for
2: 20 years or whatever it the hell. so that's
3: how they were able to get around uh an equal distribution of revenues okay we'll distribute the conference revenue but we'll all be able to negotiate our own third tier rights yeah i just realized that texas opens their season against at maryland Yep. Oh yeah. You didn't know that, Nick? Yeah. No, I I knew it, but year, like right? I just
0: put two and two together about. Yeah. You like, didn't think about that.
2: I don't think it's going to be
3: a very electric atmosphere there oh, in Andover. Oh my god. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> That's going to be weird. Holy Texas shit. is having problems
3: selling their tickets too.
2: There's ticket allotments. Yeah. To Maril- To go to Maryland. <laughs> to go to Maryland. <laughs> Nobody cares about. <laughs> wow. That, Although
3: Texas X has sold out their travel package. So, yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. All right. I would have thought about going if I could have gotten that package. Anyway. All right, back to the mailbag. The Ray Bay asks, "How much does the preseason matter and what is its purpose?" It matters zero. Uh,
2: it matters to the players trying to make the team.
0: Yeah, uh, bas- players
2: you're not going to see playing most of the time, like it right. matters to them. It, it doesn't matter to
0: anything. It's basically us. an experiment of like different groupings that you could try out or like people who could potentially make the team. Early on, really it's like you get your first – your your best players, like, play one drive of the game. And then after that, you put in, like, the backups and the backups, backups, and the backups, backups, backup, and then their caddies come in and
3: uh, you run. Yeah, a then they of just games. let the kids come down from the stands and mess around in no, the fourth not quarter. Works. <laughs> um, well, You're really <laughs> testing, like, your
2: undrafted,
3: you know, free agents,
2: stuff like that. Like, guys who didn't get drafted but could still make the team straight out of, out of college or whatever. Yeah. You're trying to um, see what you got on your team that isn't like starter material but could make the team and be like a backup or whatever. Go ahead, John.
1: I was going to say it's it's not so much for the players. It's a, it's a dry run for everyone else. The camera operators, anyone running the lines because you, when are you actually going to get game experience
3: the first time? And a lot of it's the preseason games. It's actually uh, kind of fun watching the preseason games because it's almost like what if the NFL wasn't as popular and there were they're, because they're run like the broadcasts are run like NBA broadcasts, where it's just like the local crew. And it's actually kind of fun to watch the preseason games. It's yeah, like, and oh. some,
0: sometimes we'll even have like oh, the, yeah. the local radio guys who do like the, the games for the radio broadcast do the video commentary as well. Uh, like I know Dallas sort of, does that. Yeah, they'll it's have, to work out the kinks in all the right. arenas and they'll have Babe you know, Loffenberg and uh, what's the other dude's name? Brad Sham. Uh, do the the call for the Cowboys, um, but the purpose really is money.
1: Yeah. Evaluate scratch talent. that itch right it's,
0: before the season. Yeah, People will
2: watch preseason, and that makes money too. There's you know? been
0: a lot of discussion because the preseason is like sort of it's not popular. There are like a group of diehards who will watch it, and there are the casual fans who will watch it. I I don't but, ca- I couldn't care less about uh, it. See, I don't <laughs> give a shit because it doesn't tell me anything about the regular season. There was a lot of discussion because, though, that it's not as popular that, oh, we should make it a two-game preseason and then make the regular season 18 games instead of 16, which is what it is now. But I think there was a lot of concern about additional injuries and fatigue. Like Teams are given a bye week in the season, uh, and if you're lucky, it comes right at the middle so that your team gets a breather for one week. But sometimes, mm-hmm. like that first week that it happens, I think is week three or four. I think, yeah, I think yeah, that's early on. I think it, it might be three. Week, then it kind of. But sucks. if you get a bye week, then it kind of sucks because then you're stuck in the long mm-hmm. haul for like a 14 game run to finish out the season. Or I mean, you, you could get, get it like at the very super end too. Late. Right? <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. could also help if you're going to the playoffs. Sometimes you're not, and it can also oh, hurt so. too because sometimes you're in a really good rhythm and not playing a game will take you completely out of it.
3: <clears throat> oh Nick, remember last year when the Dolphins got screwed over by that hurricane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their bye week was the first week. Yep. Of the oh, season, God. I forgot about that. That's forgot awful, it. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, oh yeah, and that was such BS because the 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 owners are like, oh, it's it's a shame that we're charging these uh, fans for an extra home game at full price, and it's just a preseason game. It's like well, you're the ones who are charging them. What the a shame. full price? You're the you're the ones who are you're you're making up a problem. Like, oh, I'm charging them so much. We got to turn this into a game and make you players play some more. No. Like, no. Lower the price. It, the first off price of a ticket should equal the the
0: talent that's being displayed. And let's be honest, a preseason game does not display A grade talent. That's nope. true. It doesn't. Yep. It just does not. It is
3: not Especially if it's like yeah. the fourth game Oh, yeah. A lot of no times they won't even the run the game. starters out there at all. Yeah. 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 Fourth game is just to see who gets cut. I mean, NFL <laughs> tickets are
0: ridiculous. All right. And the last question we have in our mailbag is from Dustless Path. Uh, again, all these folks are on Twitter. Who starts for the Steelers this season? Is it Big Ben or Rudolph Mason Rudolph, from uh, who is drafted from Oklahoma State University? And then how many games does Baker Mayfield play before he grabs his nuts? Uh it's definitely right. Ben right. Roethlisberger. Let's start with the Steelers question. Big Ben Roethlisberger will start with a 99.9% certainty unless he is injured. He could get yeah. injured, I guess. Mason but. Rudolph, here's the problem. Uh, first off, the Steelers are a good organization, so they're not going to take most of the time when you have a rookie quarterback. You will sit him for the season and let him learn, even if it's from a quarterback who is not great. You will let him... Sit and see the game because the speed of these games are completely different. Between college and the pro level, it's such a jump because there's so many different rules and there's so many different things and so many different players who are top tier that you see coming at you all the time. And it's best to sit back and learn a system, one. Two, see the game come at you so you can actually see how it operates on that level. And if you're lucky, you'll get a little bit of play time in garbage time or something. But they, you don't want to throw out a young guy to the wolves because a lot of times these guys aren't mature enough to deal with the instances when they let a team down. And fans are brutal. Short for fanatic, they will boo their players if they're not doing what they think they should or doing as I've well seen as they, this. Think they should. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've in done person. it. I've done it, yeah. I've done it. I'm not above we're it. we <laughs>
3: yeah. You guys I'm are not, terrible. I'm not above it. Um, no, they were terrible. They didn't <laughs> want me to boo. They would freaking catch the ball. <laughs> um so yeah big ben's gonna
0: play and as for baker mayfield i would say the same thing in this case if the browns were a well-run organization baker mayfield will not see the field unless it's garbage time for the entire season the browns have a history of playing rookie quarterbacks, but the browns like to sacrifice their rookie quarterbacks to the football gods and the football gods continue to shit on their hopes and dreams but If they're good and they keep Tyrod Taylor in the starting quarterback position and let Baker Mayfield sit back and learn the game as he's meant to, there could be a real future for him there. That being said, if he does play, he'll grab his nuts, and then he'll be decapitated on the next play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not how long before he does it. It's more like how long until it costs him his career.
3: And Baker Mayfield... To be a hater, Nick. All right. To be a hater for a little bit. I like uh-huh. Baker Mayfield. I was I, I was born a hater. That's okay. That's because that's because he's from Austin. Anyway, the <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll I won't get into that right now. But the <laughs> with uh, Baker Mayfield, like a lot of those plays in uh, college were just by the skin of his teeth, like the narrowest of margins. In the NFL, a lot of those plays aren't going to be there because it's the opposing defense isn't going to have, you know, two or three NFL caliber teams, uh, NFL caliber players. Every player on the (laughs) defense is going to be an NFL caliber player. So I don't know. It'll be an adjustment. I mean, it's not saying that he's doomed. A lot of a lot of players obviously adjust well from college and do fine. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but like, I, like he may need to do a few heat checks, right?
0: Like, before. like we said earlier, honestly, the best thing for a rookie quarterback is time—time uh, time to learn. I, mean, I would think he probably shouldn't be
2: grabbing his nuts if he doesn't no. want to get
0: smashed. No, he shouldn't. He's a player with a chip but, on his shoulder and apparently on his balls. Yeah, because he's always got to grab him. Um, all right, guys, is there anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here?
3: Yeah, when are we going to finally sit down and talk about agrarian reform? Never. <laughs> um, land redistribution, Nick. No. I can Let's feel Nick. That, that doesn't have the... anything to do with sports. What do, what the hell are you talking about? I know it what better sleep. avenue. What better avenue? Oh, dear god. Than a sports podcast. Jesus oh, Christ. All right, that'll that's another podcast, all right? Oh god. How many Why times do you start we your
2: that? own podcast. You could talk about that all you want to. <laughs> the Latin
3: podcast. Oh gosh! Please
0: uh, uh, do actually. I didn't I actually drop
3: a right I didn't right drop now. a classical reference. Oh wait, I did. I dropped in some Seneca in there. No, nice. you definitely sure. had some uh, Stoic philosophy happen earlier because you mm-hmm. said something
2: about me not appreciating it. It's the yeah. smartest
3: podcast on radio. Oh my Damn, god! Right. I have two college degrees, people. <laughs> two. Um, all right. <laughs> fucking great job. Oh, uh, all right, fellas. John,
0: Corey, Daryl, I appreciate y'all. Being on, and uh, we went a little bit longer than usual, so I appreciate everyone hanging around. Uh, we'll be back. We'll just next cut week.
3: out all the parts where Corey talked, and we'll no oh, stop it, it. That's oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> I want uh, Daryl, you I piece wanna... of shit. <laughs> <I>
1: wanna... <laughs> do ah, one more thing we do should bring up, though. Yeah, go for it, John. You piece of shit. season finale of roller derby is coming up in Austin. <laughs> I, I have never, oh, yeah, a fine,
3: the finest sporting, the best we, sport ever.
2: Um, we're not talking about roller derby. We still haven't <laughs> talked about esports, but
3: whatever. We'll don't do go it in. at some point. The no, sport.
2: we'll do it next week. I had All some right. questions for you about esports. It's going to take a little bit. We've already gone.
0: Okay. Time, so. All right. Yeah. You know what? This is the beauty of a podcast. We don't we don't have to get out of the way for anybody else. It's not like my wife is banging on the door to be like,
3: I got a radio so show. I got to do. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to
0: talk about esports now? We can do it. Uh, I don't know why I said we should because I don't want to. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right.
4: All right. Throw I don't question.
2: think any of you guys, any of you guys, uh, watch esports. I don't think any of you do. Uh, so recently we had Evo, which is a big fighting game tournament. Uh, Dota Two, the Internationals coming up. Uh, you guys don't play MOBAs, from what I know. I know John does actually. So uh, why don't you guys watch any esports?
0: I don't know. I
1: feel like I
0: don't really have a rooting interest and watching them play makes me want to play a game. So I think so you- I think like I don't want to live vi- like I live vicariously through the people I watch play football cuz I know I will never be able to do that cuz I can barely throw a football. I can catch it. But if football is big and weird and playing basketball, same thing, like I will never be able to sink like eight shots in a row, maybe like every once in a while. But I can't do it consistently and it's not something I spend all my time doing. That being said, when I watch guys play video games, I'm like, oh, I may not be able to do that. But I have the access to the equipment right here in front of me. I could play it right now. So you just rather be
2: playing the game or something. I'd
0: rather be playing the game. Also, I don't have a rooting interest in any of the people because none of them have
1: interested me so far. Uh on my side of it, I do not like watching esports just because uh the the caliber of players. Like, um, you know, it's always a big deal in football when someone grabs their nuts or jumps in a pot at the end of a touchdown. But in esports, the celebrations are always I don't know, they just seem more immature to me. Like, it's typically some guy I've never heard of that acts really cocky for no Mm -hmm. real reason, you know, uh, in any sport. So, for me, it's always the, I like them playing the game. I like the competition, the show skill. But I hate the after when they show the stage and everyone yelling and cheering and supporting the one guy. Because, to me, that guy's not super famous to me yet. So, he's not a Tiger Woods, I guess, of Mm esports yet.
3: Carol. Uh well I just don't want to watch a bunch of nerd lingers, you know <laughs> holy shit man Jesus shoot shoot virtual nice. spitballs at each other no no I'm just kidding um <laughs> a bunch of pencil neck geeks and pukes crap, all lined dude. up with their oh, bad body God. odor in these stadiums <laughs> He's doubling down watching each other just watching each it. other play their little vidya games. Oh, no, I, you know, I, oh, look how hard I jungled. Ooh, aren't I such, aren't I such a, aren't I a bad boy?
1: What? What? Oh, my God.
3: Uh, Corey, I just don't have, honest fact is I just don't have time. I mean, I'm watching all these sports. I'm watching, you know, eight hours of WWE television (laughs) a week.
4: You watch WWE?
3: (laughs) Plus two and a half hours (laughs) Uh, but those are real manly men, all right. <laughs> yeah, they are
2: definitely. Yeah, it's like a soap opera for men, Daryl. I want you to know that. That's, no, it's WWE's drama. a soap opera. It's a soap opera. It, it's, it's serious drama fake.
3: for intellectuals. All right. <laughs> uh huh. It's a soap opera. Your feeble mind. Go watch your go watch your people playing with their train sets, Corey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not what they're doing. Um, I would also just say that, you know, not being a sports guy, I still do see a good chunk of esports, but it's always highlights, and that's all I enjoy. Same thing with normal sports. It's like if what? someone did something amazing, sweet. I didn't have to wait through four hours of <laughs> watching them not score a football or watch I mean, that's... not score a touchdown, yeah. and then suddenly it's like really awesome touchdown. Sweet, show me that fifteen-second clip. I'm good. Same thing with uh, same thing with esports. Just show me that 15-second clip of some guy doing some awesome uh, denial and smash. And you're like, cool. Good good edge guard. And that's it. And I can move <laughs> on with my day.
2: All right. So you're just are there for the big plays. Got it. Heck, yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's like people who just watch Red Zone. Yeah. Know, Nick is his Red Zone. Zone. Ooh, hey. Red Zone for esports. I'd, Aww, that'd be awesome. Just big plays. Heck, yeah. Call Especially with ner-
1: something like Twitch just showing someone doing something else awesome call it nerd zone <laughs> i mean <Nah>. generally
2: esports <laughs> like if you're watching dota 2 there's one match happening at a time so it wouldn't be god
1: i fucking hate dota
2: <laughs> all right oh, i'm just saying
1: <laughs> i'm just saying roll through twitch anytime it's a clip with like x viewers just be like all right we're going to show you what's popular Ten-second clip right. i'll watch rocket league and i'll watch rainbow six siege so re- you will
2: watch games that you
0: enjoy. Yeah, I refuse okay. to watch Overwatch, and I refuse to watch Dota.
2: You don't like those video games, so I can no, understand why you... would. no. It's not like you would watch a sport you didn't like. That's not true.
3: I've watched well, replays I mean, of competitive... You're not going to
2: watch the uh, Cornhole Championship?
3: That's not a sport. That's
2: a game snooker. of pure skill. Uh, snooker. That's a good one. Sure pure skill. skill.
1: Snooker. Do
0: they televise Snooker? Uh, I have yeah. watched an hour of the bowling shit that comes on you after bowling? NFL Countdown because I was too lazy oh to change the channel. Do you watch oh
1: my the God. Little League Baseball when they play that? No, because no.
3: children don't deserve our praise. Little League Baseball is great <laughs> because, um, oh. you know, when you're watching you know, Major League Baseball, they lose a game and they're all just sort of sold and they walk off on the field. But in Little League, the way that... <laughs> They just ball. <laughs> they get so down. They get so down in their little minds, their life is over and it's all <laughs> gone. And you can just drink in just drink in their torment. Man. Just
2: <laughs> So uh so Nick possible esports watcher, uh Daryl never, John man. just doesn't care about anything. I so have
3: there. watched yeah. competitive AOE 2. That
2: is an eSport, I guess. All right. <laughs> Why would you watch AOE 2? Oh, Smash. shout, out, shout out
3: to the Viper out there yeah, Smash if is you're big. listening.
0: I find it.
2: I bet you couldn't tell me what happened to Evo See, the but Smash. here's
0: my problem with some of these things is, like, it's not fun because a lot of times games are restricted to, like, oh, it's just flat stage. Oh, no ledges. uh oh, no weapons. It's just select guy versus guy. Smash. Okay. Yeah, but there's no uh, weapons. Like, there's right, no fun. other
3: fighting games. Other fighting games. They yeah, it's just
0: uh, normal stages boring. Even.
3: Controversial opinion. Smash Brothers is a party game. Yeah. And not like well, a I mean, the game.
2: creator of the game considers it a party game, so I don't think that's a controversial opinion.
3: No,
1: all 150 stages can be the same exact stage layout with the same platform space. Well, now, now they can. Just for your tournament. I
0: don't know. I'm not, no. I refuse. They play
2: on other stages in tournaments. like. No, I like weapons. I like yeah. fun. I like having fun. Okay. Fun. Hey, man. I'm not trying to
3: judge you. I'm just asking questions.
1: That's fair. Eight yeah. player smash. All the bombs. Let's do it, guys. Yeah. Holy yes. shit. The
3: fun. Oh, we can do it on your screen, John. I know. Oh, yeah. It'll fit. Oh,
0: that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Do they have eight Eight uh, player again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Let's they're having it. eight player again. All right. We'll do that. We'll do that. We we'll us do, do at Matt's bachelor party, remember? Oh, right. right. yeah. yeah. We will e it up. We yeah. do that. Uh, you have any other <laughs> questions for us, Corey?
2: Uh, I was going to ask what what could they do to like get you interested in something, but
0: mm. probably,
2: maybe you can answer that, Daryl. I doubt we'll ever.
0: What could they do crap.
2: to interest me in esports? Fireworks. No. I mean, like production value wise, it's pretty high now. Like yeah. certain sports, certain. Games have really high production values. They have, like, really good announcers or shotcasses. I don't know.
0: I don't. I mute it usually when I'm watching because I, I don't like... I don't know. There's something about... I don't, um, People yelling? <laughs> I can't put my finger on what it is that just turns me off to some of it. And I don't know if it's that sports just feel familiar to me because it's something I grew up with and it's something my family has always loved mm-hmm. or I don't know I I honestly don't know what they could do to tweak my interest I'll think about it and I'll,
1: and I'll see if I have an answer for you next week oh I definitely know mine okay it's cut the inside nerdiness and jokes like I get it if I turn on football and I'm starting to watch you know NFL. They want, they might say something that I don't understand, but they explain it. When they show a player that they're going to talk about excessively, they show a background reel. They explain who he is. They explain his college history, what he's doing, that his girlfriend catfished him and died or whatever. And then you're really <laughs> invested in him for that two hours that you're watching the game. Where with All eSports, right. it's like, oh, it's this guy. You should know who he is. Oh, he's doing this move. You should know what that is. And they don't explain it. They don't have reels. Mm. They... Unless you are already actively engaged in that game community, it's very hard to look at something on eSport and find it out after the fact. You know, that's, because a, good, that's a really good point.
2: I mean, uh, for Dota 2 and in the International, there is a beginner stream where you can, or if you don't know anything about the game, to get you but, into it.
1: But why do I need to watch a beginner stream? What happens if I <laughs> want to watch the best of the best, Corey? Well, I mean, no, why I can't. Announcers. With the, all the production value they're adding. I mean, the announcers—that's one they should do. It's—it's right now. Esports are very uh, inclusive. They're not trying to. So far, to me, they haven't tried to broaden it to where it's basically it's something you could pick up and watch, and anyone could watch it. They like that exclusivity.
2: Okay, I think Dota tries with that thing because it's like the announcers are just—they do more to explain what's happening, to explain like what's going on, and. As opposed to the normal stream where if you don't know anything about the game, you're gonna to be totally lost. And that can be a huge problem, yeah. And there's like so many variables in Dota or a MOBA game, and I can see where that could be a huge problem. But you could watch like Rocket League and pretty much get what was happening.
1: Yeah, but that's because right? we play it. Like Um It's pretty simple. I mean I think the problem though with so like Dota definitely tries. But I think yeah. some of that's a symptom with the game itself, because...
2: It's very complicated.
1: It's not just that it's complicated. There's a lot of downtime in Dota. Like, sure, you're watching two people in a lane fight each other, but yeah. it's it's not active engagement. Sometimes it really is just farming or just hitting numbers by a certain point, you know. That's also why I think StarCraft doesn't do as well with esports, to me, for me personally. is because I don't need to see them, you know mind more vespian gas. That's you want to see the like cool the part. end where stuff. You want to see happening. the battle. Yeah. And and games are a slow build, well, you know. You have to mm. occur stuff whereas in most sports I don't yeah. have to run back and forth on the basketball court five or six times before I get the ability to take a shot, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair.
2: I mean that's why Rocket League's probably a good one cuz instant action. There's no like downtime like a MOBA or RTS where you're waiting for something to happen i mean rocket league is basically a sport
1: you know oh yeah that's why i think it, it lends itself well and i mean rocket League's at the point where uh rocket league is probably the only game i've heard people who are not interested in esports will say i've played that game that's fun i like watching it um yeah. fortnite is another one unfortunately that's also kind of getting to that point it's simple enough that people understand it and they don't mind watching
2: it's not really esports either. Like I guess they have tournaments or something, but it's kind of weird how they set that up. I'd say uh, shooters are good for that because there's no like weird downtime in shooters either. Like Nick said, Siege. There's not like they select characters, but that's about it. Like it's pretty quick, so maybe those would be more appealing. I think Counter Strike's been on TBS before. I don't know how that went, but. They were trying to appeal to like a more mainstream.
1: Yeah, but see, I think Counter-Strike and other first-person shooters suffer from that lack of, like you were saying with Dota, you you need to explain who the players are and their history. Like, I hate that. I hate going into an arcade and someone's just like, that's such and such who plays Street Fighter. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who he is. Well, how do you feel about the
2: players all having like their, you know, gamer tag names and not their real names? (laughs)
1: Ah. You
2: think that hurts it? like?
1: No, I'm fine with that. Until they change their name. Then then it kind of just sucks. That
2: does happen. They just change their name. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard, when he leaves, just changes his name. <laughs> changes his damn name. To, his name to Kawhi to... Ronald, and then he proceeds uh, <laughs> You're yeah, playing sports. Kawhi if you Ronald. don't pay
2: attention, you just wouldn't know, right?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay.
0: I was, was going to start wrapping up, but I, this just popped up on my feed. This is, oh, no. Making, coming news. in live, folks. Coming in Breaking hot, news. folks. I, not only uh. is this story coming in hot, I'm coming in hot about it. Oh, the no. title of this article is How Millennials Killed Mayonnaise. This has nothing, <laughs> this to, do nothing to do with what sports. whatsoever. It has it? nothing to do with sports. It just... It's, it, it, it. Okay, and here's the subtext. It says, "The inexor, in- inexor- Jesus Christ,
1: <laughs> doing good.
0: The rise of identity condiments has led to hard times for the most American of foodstuffs, and that's a shame. What's
2: identity wrong with condiments? I don't understand what's happening.
1: I'm assuming this is like aioli, butter, or whatever yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah. instead lady. of mayo cuz it's almost the same exact thing.
2: I don't I don't really eat mayonnaise, so I don't really care about All right. Care, but... Here,
1: let me just read this first bit
0: here. My son Jake, who's 25, eats mayo. He's a practical young man who works in computers and adores macaroni salad. He's a good son. I also have a daughter. She was a woman's she was a woman's and gender studies major in college. Naturally, she loathes mayonnaise, and she's not alone. This is Naturally? bullshit. Naturally? What? Yeah. So ask understand. the young
3: people you know about their opinion of mayo, and you'll be shocked by the depths of their emotion.
1: Why don't uh, people uh, like our potted meat products anymore? Here's it's a- not clearly it's not the product (laughs) or the taste it must be their liberal agenda
0: this attitude comes to you from young people who willingly slurp down 8 gazillion kinds of yogurt not to mention raw fish from pork belly and yo detergent pods. so don't talk to me about mayonnaise the only reason for this raging mayo phobia is a generation's gut level renouncement of the greatest generation's condiment of choice fuck your generation fuck you and your old fucking mayonnaise loving face you fat fuck
2: was mayonnaise, like, super popular or something? I don't I,
0: apparently, they slather on everything. America Probably America just loves ketchup. While they're sexing it up, the big fat idiots. Sorry,
1: I'm... I mean, it's not I mean, that good.
2: I, I like understand. mayonnaise. I mean, mayonnaise I like, is fine, I like but mayonnaise. it's not something I give a shit about. I what? was going to say, Rogers? I think
1: it's one of those things where Sankey? it's uh, everything Chicken in... Sandwich. Everything and you know, in in small quantities. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. Need I can have mayo G. every John's now and then. Level don't hands. mind it. But I would. N- I'm not. A, I gotta put hot sauce on food every time I eat it. I'm not a. I need to slather this in freaking mayo I just, before I, I, I enjoy it. it. And I'm also not a connoisseur where I want to make everything with mayo. So Man. I can see that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The only people I know who like mayo that I would uh, say like mayo. Put it on everything all the fucking time and to me that's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know
2: anybody like that. Like mayonnaise I is don't fine. enjoy mayonnaise, I don't care, but it's fine. You what you fucking like. Why does it fucking matter? Like-
1: uh, because everybody's about
0: dividing these generations and bullshit. Like just shut the hell up. I don't need to hear about your bullshit condiment war. Like I mm. we we go back and forth, Corey, we joke about mustard and stuff like that, catch up mm. all that shit. Yeah, that that's a joke. I'm not condemning an entire generation because I don't rock eating the fattiness of mayonnaise. There's a difference between homemade mayonnaise, which is made from egg whites and other shit, and then like buying that store bought garbage. And that store-bought That's, garbage still tastes good, let's be honest. But there's a huge difference between the two in levels of deliciousness. And this is a sports podcast, and it made me mad that, <laughs> that she's <laughs> shitting on our generation and probably the generation oh of people who listen to this. This and, podcast brought Nick, to you by
3: Miracle Whip. No, fuck it's Miracle Whip. Yes, Miracle Whip. Nick, did, miracle did, you know, did you know that since the 1950s, the consumption of Lindberger cheese has dropped precipitously?
2: i've never even eaten that so the
3: raw and it's even the raw number the raw number of pounds of limburg cheese limburger cheese has declined which means per capita there are less people eating this prized american cheese which goes goes to show you (laughs) goes to show you why society is declining in the way it has been even the baby boomers didn't eat it even you know the baby boomers, they started this oh they started gosh. this precipitous decline of American values by not eating <laughs> limbo You know what's pretty cheese. good?
2: Sriracha mayo.
0: Hey, I'm, tasty. I'm all for mayonnaise combined with like, Just other sriracha. Flavors. Sriracha's real good.
1: Sriracha's good. Alright.
0: Condiments, man.
1: I'm, I'm just curious, what person thought it was a good idea to write an article about mayo and Some their passionate shit. love for it? Well no, done, no, um, I'll give you the name. To the point where it even got us talking about it. Uh well Nick of Nick likes to get angry about things, and this is yeah. what happens. This was last written.
2: last week he got angry about a sandwich, now he's angry about mayonnaise. We're back
0: to the sandwiches, folks. This is by Sandy Hingston.
2: <laughs> oh. Mayonnaise connoisseur.
0: Sandy Hingston. H-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. Find the article and shit all over it.
2: This is the longest episode. It ever. is Nick decided to talk about episode. mayonnaise. At All
1: right, the end I of just welcome to, to uh, Sports the Movie
0: Sports <laughs> McGuffins. <laughs> the longest episode we'll do, unless the mood strikes. All right, next week well, we'll be back to talk more about the Urban Meyer story. We'll talk more about if we get any more from the Maryland story. Hopefully, we'll have more fun stuff to talk about as we get closer to the football season. if We'll have a pre-season. full breakdown oh, of, of WWE
3: SummerSlam. Oh will we? We're going to talk about top to bottom, all cool. four and a half hours of the show, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're all going to watch it, and we're all going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> all right. Yep, that's
3: so, what we're going to do. I, mean, I don't mind talking about it for a few minutes. So so,
1: so what's fine. the sports of the week happening? This sports week?
2: Sports of the week?
1: Yeah. Uh, More preseason? pre-season? Uh, More preseason football.
2: The Dota 2, The international Dota 2 tournament starts on the 15th, so if you're interested in that, there you go.
0: And I want to say the group stages. a special shout-out and thank you to the person who designed our new logo for Sports McGuffins. Uh, her name is Margaret. I believe she goes by Maggie. But you can find her on Twitter. Please check out some of her work. That's at Margaret Does Art. That's at Margaret Does Art. Margaret spelled M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T. Uh, Margaret does art. You can also check out her website, uh, umbrellamondays.wordpress.com. Uh, umbrellamondays.wordpress.com. And I'm going to be looking at making even a shirt with some of the stuff. She's provided me a couple of some of the original drawings of uh, her work. So I'm really excited about that. And I want to say thank you again to Maggie for making that. So that's really cool. And, of course, for Mad Queen Opus, who is a member of our Discord and our Twitch group, and uh, she got us the hookup on that when we were talking about doing a podcast. And we were just like, oh, we'll just call it Sports MacGuffins. Hee hee hee, And then she went and had this made for us. So thank you again. That's so awesome. We appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate all of you listening to our inane blather. Mayonnaise is fine. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you do like it, that's fine. Just shut the hell up. And thanks for joining us on another episode of Sports MacGuffins. Bye. Doop-a-doo.
1: Bye. See
0: ya.